How did this happen? This is the worst derailment this podcast has ever suffered. (laughs) I told you I wouldn't be invited back. Cannot play with it. Cannot win with it. Cannot cope with it. Can't do it. Welcome to the Cloud Dodgers Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Maligno. With me, as always, is the intro fumbler himself, Josh Crocker. What's up, Josh? How's it going, Neil? Good, good, good. Also with us is the guy who demands his own introduction separate from Josh because he doesn't want to be grouped with the intro awkward Josh, Adam Cahill. What's up, Adam? I do appreciate that. Oh, man, it's the most wonderful time of the year. The Scott Fishbowl has finally arrived. That's right. That's what we're going to get into here. I'm also super excited for today's guest who's joining us. This is the homie right here, man. We chop it up all the time. He's been making some, you know, bold claims and other chats with Josh about me and Clock Dodgers and talking his shit. We'll get to all that. More importantly, he's passionate and talented content creator. He's a fantasy analyst. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers podcast, Jordan Richards. What's up, man? I'm good, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I, I think there's this rumor going around that I'm the Clock Dodger killer. That's what I heard. So I'm going to have to live up to that name. I'm going to have to live up to that name this year. Um, you know, we're going to see what happens. I'm happy to be here. Rumor, sir. <laughs> no, I heard it. What is this all about now? Clock Dodger killer. What, what so, happened, Jordan? So, Neil, do you want to tell a story or should I tell a story? You can tell it. You're the guest. All right, so so last year, right, we were in Scott Fishbowl. Um, I didn't know Neil back then. We didn't really talk. And so when we connected this year, I was kind of like going through my team last year, looking to see how I did. We were we had a crazy division. It was like Nick Whalen, the fantasy footballers, like a whole bunch of really good analysts in there. And so I look at the bottom of my division. I'm like, oh, wow, like clock dodgers, Neil. <laughs> man, that's, that's not good. So then I had to point it out to him. I DM'd him. I was like, oh, man, you're in my Scott Fishbowl division. I didn't even know you back then. Like, why didn't we talk? And I was like, it's probably because your team sucked. Like, I drafted Andrew Luck. <laughs> like, my second-round pick just retired on me. And I still, I almost made the playoffs, too. I didn't quite make it. But, yeah, I know. And so now, you know, I got Josh. It's We're just – we're going to see what happens, though. It's Team's off to a good start, so I'm pretty I'll happy. I'll tell you what's going to happen. But... Oh, wait. Oh, oh, right. oh okay. okay. So, so you and Josh are in the same league this year. Oh, yes, well, this just this just got super interesting. And that, I mean, you caught Neil on his off year, though. That's I mean, right. the year before that, he was like top 20 in the Scott Fish. That's ball, right. Top so. 10 in scoring, baby. I had that on my belt, you know what I mean? I mean, if you want to live off that success forever, <laughs> I mean, it's it's up to you. Um, <laughs> I would. Like, I didn't have a figure either, but, I mean, at least I was better than you. So I can say that. You know, I can talk my shit in that regard. Jordan, we both ended up in the same spot, man, out of the playoffs. And we're going to see what happens this year, all right? We're going to see what happens this year. Feeling good, though. Feeling good. We'll we'll talk talk more about it. What I do want to do, Jordan, is we always, whenever we have a guest on the show, especially if they're a first-time guest, uh, I like to have some warm-up questions, get the listeners familiar with you if they're not already. Um, so I'm just going to we're just going to talk a little bit about you and then we'll jump over to Scott Fishbowl. Um, so starting off, I did want to ask you, how did you get started in fantasy football content creation? Not fantasy football in general, but just the content creation side of it. That honestly kind of just sparked from my own personal interest in it. 
Like when I started with Destination Devi and Ray and stuff like that, it was kind of just an idea that evolved over time. So we started talking like last May or something. I made a whole video about it on the YouTube channel. But basically I was like, hey man, why don't you do YouTube content? Why don't you do video content? Because you look at the fancy football landscape, it's all podcasts and it's all articles. People don't really want to read articles. Like I know there's thousands of articles written every day, but you know, there's only a select few people that actually will read those articles. And so right. if you want to untap a new audience, you have to go somewhere that not a lot of people are. Like there's a few big people in the YouTube space, but as far as Dynasty and all that stuff goes, it's still a very untapped market. And so I honestly kind of came up to Ray and was like, hey man, why don't we make some YouTube content? And he loved the idea and we came up with a few different show ideas and it kind of just took off from there. I was already doing stuff for my company on the side, um, making videos and taking photos and stuff for them making content. And so it was kind of just a natural fit where like I kind of fell out of love with writing and I naturally went into kind of the content creation side. Nice. Yeah. So you, so you mentioned, I think I mentioned in the intro, maybe you're, you're with Destination Debbie with Ray. Um, Ray. Ray's a good friend of the show. We've had him on. We talk all the time. We chop it up. We, we support you guys like crazy over there. Uh, and, and vice versa, of course, uh, which we appreciate. But um, so basically you're saying you shot your shot. You just shot it over there. DM style to Ray? And like, hey, man, let's do something. Bro, the funny part is, is that actually how how it kind of truly is, is that, yes, I did DM him. But this is a long time ago. This is when I had more followers than he did. Oh, like, damn. Like, take that in. I have like 1,700 followers. This guy's well over 10K now. But back when this happened... I honestly DM them to be like, yo, your video is like kind of trash. <laughs> oh, and damn. it wasn't it wasn't because it was bad, but it was just it needed a few tweaks. But what stemmed from that is like crazy when you really think about it. It was just me saying, hey, man, why don't you change this in your video? He took that constructive feedback and we've been friends ever since. And yeah. we just built this brand. And so he kind of brought me on with Destination Devi more officially. And then now I'm involved with DLF. And then now we're doing our stuff with Fade the Noise, and it's just like what about it's that, just blowing it up. It would have been it would have been so easy for him to be like, "Hey, how about um, how about you go kick rocks?" <laughs> yeah. And straight up, he didn't, and because he didn't do that, something yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like part of it was my approach, I'm sure, but I wouldn't say I was overly nice about it. You know, right. like I was just like, "Hey, man, why don't you try this?" And but he was fully accepting of my criticism. He didn't know me. He didn't. So to your point, yeah. He could have said, like, fuck you. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, who are you? Exactly. There, there's a lot to, to take from that. Like, from his perspective, like, being open to the criticism and the feedback and, like, building off it rather than getting defensive. And number two on your end, just taking that shot and criticizing somebody, not in a negative way, but I, I've seen that also happen a lot on, like, um, when people apply for jobs and stuff like that. Like, they sometimes say, like, hey, I'm not just applying for this job because of my skills, but, like, you need to fix this and I can help you do that. You know what I mean? Like... And it's a good approach. So I think it's important for listeners, not just in fantasy, but just in any aspect when trying to, you know, get to a certain place or to achieve a certain goal. Like sometimes it takes the aggressive approach, you know what I mean? Rather than the, you know, hoping things will come to you. Um, what's funny is when Ray was doing videos initially on Twitter, do you remember when he was just like, he was posting videos of just like players and then he would just write stuff on the screen, on the Twitter, like on the tweet. And I actually yeah, messaged him and exactly. said, hey, you should add your audio to that instead of me having to read it. Like you should just talk over that yeah. video, and then here you go, Jordan, and you slither right in under that, and and <laughs> overbeat my advice because exactly. he, he took my advice and he put a couple of videos out. I'm like, yeah, Massey, how you're doing it now? I like that. And then here you come and you just slither through the DMs and just I could be in your spot right now, Jordan. You took my spot, man. You 
You could, you could. And the funny thing is, is so all I did was I said, why don't you highlight your wide receivers? Because nobody knows what <laughs> fucking guy is Curtis Samuel. Like, <laughs> when you're scouting wide receivers, if no one highlights who it is, how do I know who, which one it is until he gets the ball? That so I was like, man, amazing. highlight this guy, and I'll actually get what's going on. Like, you're not just talking to, like, random B-roll. Yeah. And so that's kind of what... When watching film. Yeah. Uh, it's why I became such a big fan of... Uh, oh, my God, I hope I don't screw this up, but Brett Coleman, I believe is his name. Uh, and on, on YouTube, he does film breakdowns very well, uh, very well edited. But, yeah, I, I, it's so funny how little adjustments like that, as a viewer can make you go from clicking on something and watching it for 15 seconds to watching the entire video. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's And that's why I had to say it, you know? It was like, yeah. easy fix. Good move on you, man. Definitely slid right in there. But, hey, respect. And and for sure, like, this episode wasn't supposed to be about Ray or you all the way. But we just did it because we <laughs> like what you guys are doing. Um, so shout out we to Ray. That. Welcome, guests. It's shout not out, about you. Shout, no, shout not shout out to Ray. Yeah, shout out Ray, to Ray. Ray's got his own shine now. Yeah, Ray's shining too hard, right? Now you got to get some size. Listen, that's what I was going to say. You know, you write articles, right? You started writing for DLF too, right? Yeah. Okay. But you're like, hey, why, why are you writing articles now? Jordan, you just said fuck articles. Well, it's not fuck articles. They have their purpose, okay. right? All and right. Um, right. and so for me, it's it's just about – like if you were to actually read my articles, all of them kind of have like a central theme. Like the last two I did revolved around movies. Um, and so I tried to write them a certain way. And I was – I remember someone read it and they were like, wow, like that article is written very differently from how most people would write it. I said, yeah, I know. I just have like my own style and I was telling them kind of how – I came up with the ideas. And so that's why I usually don't write that much because I have to have like a really inspiring idea to do so. And so I've been, but I've been trying to get more involved with DLF and like, because I kind of got added to the team by extension, right? Right. Um, like obviously I worked so much with Ray and Ryan McDowell was like, hey man, like I love your stuff. Can you make a show for me? And I was like, well, no, <laughs> I, I can't do that because that that's what I did for Ray, right? I, I built him the all gas show and then a few people reached out to me and they're like, hey, can you do the same? And I was like, mm, we know we have a deal. Like, I'm not going to do that. Right. Um, but if you want me to write, be a part of the team. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do that. I'd love to join the team and all that stuff. And so, yeah, like now we're starting to get involved with Fade the Noise and I'm doing a bunch of shit for them, too. Like that. They have they have me commissioned to do something right now that I got to do after this podcast. So we're going to see how that goes. And we're not paying you um, when they are. So like kind of messing. Well, here, I mean, it's. Know? Nah, it's not about that. It's not about the money, man. It's just like it's it's just cool to see different things. Like if you see all the promo those guys are doing, it's it's insane. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, they've been putting a lot. Of, they're making a lot of noise out there. No pun intended. Um, yeah, and, and, and yeah, I mean, so so basically, the point of this, I just wanted to get to the fact that you know I appreciate your content creating skills. I appreciate the people behind. Uh, I guess you would call them the face, right? Like I feel like. There's a lot of you, like not that, not you personally, but there's a lot of people like you who are super talented, but don't always jump to the camera or to the video right away. I know I see you making your way there. It's, it's bound to happen. but And you deserve to be there. But I'm just saying I appreciate the people who, who do those things. So it's like I just wanted to make sure we highlighted that, like the content creator side of you, whether it's articles, videos, you know, Ray's show, whatever it is, like you're really talented at it and I appreciate it. And I just want to make sure people are respecting that side of you, Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, man. No I, and I appreciate you. And I've I've even told you a few things that you should do and to expand your content creation because you are really good at what you do. And there's certain times where I'm sure I'm going to reach out to you and uh, and ask for your assistance on things because you yourself have your own creative abilities that haven't been tapped in yet. And so I would definitely 
you know, like I told you before, to exercise that in the video side and doing more than just the audio, which you're already so good at. Yeah, so I guess I need to find a Jordan, basically. <laughs> nah, man, you can do it. Trust me, it's, it's easier than you think it is. All for right, sure. all right. I Get Josh this. and Adam to pick their weight up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, right? that's what I'm saying, dude. Finally, someone comes on the show and says it. <laughs> if you, if if you only knew. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, they do great stuff. All right, um, all right. So cool. So everyone gets. We all got an idea who Jordan is now. If you didn't already know, the man behind all these, you know, he's like, you know, the guy behind the behind the scenes making all these things happen in all kinds of places, and we make sure he's getting credit for it. But what we're here to talk about, Jordan. Adam, Josh, Scott Fishbowl is happening right now. Matter of fact, crazy thing. We did not plan this. Nobody yell, nobody scream, but all three of us are actually on the clock right now. So as I was prepping for this, I get the alert on Twitter. I'm getting DM'd. I'm on the clock. People are hitting hearts on it to try to raise my attention. So I'm on the clock right now. Adam's on the clock right now. I think Josh is on the clock. Um, so I want to do that really quick. Like, I don't really want to hold these people up anymore. So how about we talk through it? And I think it's pretty interesting that we could do that right here on the show. What do you guys think? Oh yeah, man, I'm down with that. All right, so let's do that. Let's do that. Um, who wants to go first? Who's been waiting I, the longest? I, I I think I should get to because I'm only in the third round. All right, so you go first. Sure. So who, what do you have already, Josh? I have Travis Kelce and Austin Eckler. All right, so what are we, what are you thinking here, man? Okay, so I've got my options narrowed down by position. Kirk Cousins is out there. He would be my QB one. Okay. He went in the he, sixth round of my draft. I'll just interrupt you. Okay. I'm just gonna That's I'm just gonna interrupt you when you say nonsense. <laughs> That's good to know. DJ Moore, Chris Godwin is also on the board, but I would take DJ Moore at wide receiver. Okay. Jonathan Taylor is out there, and that's the one that I can't really like. You can't. Shake I don't him. feel like I, I. I don't feel like I have a, a real good idea of what he's gonna give me. But and then Darren Waller is also out there at tight end, so it's Waller, Jonathan Taylor, DJ Moore, or Cousins. If I had to guess, Jordan is going to say Jonathan Taylor. Nah, see what no? what's crazy to okay. me is how do you not mention Julio Jones, man? Oh, I, he is not that high in my wide receiver <laughs> ranks. Oh my goodness! I, okay. Um, oh Lord, have mercy. Okay. Josh isn't good at this. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> Where? He might actually be gone, and that's why I'm not talking about it. No, him. he's available. Oh, Jordan's got but he's you. so he's he's below. It's DJ Moore, bro. Oh so are you going to take DJ I Moore just, then, Josh? I am so excited to watch Teddy Bridgewater throw for 5,000 yards this year, Josh. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> so crazy. Josh, you taking DJ Moore or what, I man? I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's DJ Moore, Kirk Cousins... Kirk Cousins, oh man! No way, Kirk Cousins. There's no way. Why is that a no way? Why won't you take Matt Ryan? Well, well, it's Cousins over Ryan because Ryan gets sacked so much. Oh my gosh! (laughs) That, but the volume though, like he could go for five k and forty touchdowns. What if Curly's knee breaks down? Kirk Cousins plays to the format, and he underachieved in the touchdown area last year. Like so, just. Okay, so Kirk Cousins, I've got him back-to-back. So it's not like we have a big disagreement here. Okay, yeah, QB 6 and 7 at the I, at 308 is where I'm picking. That's usually where the QB 15 has finished. So, like, it's very easy to justify a, a quarterback at 308. 
But especially Josh, that, that would be like going to normal PPR league, going overall point scorer and drafting based upon that list. Yeah, I like understand. obviously quarterback is pushed up in a league like this, but you can't overinflate it. And I think that's what you're doing with Cousins, especially just based upon where he's going in other leagues. Like even considering him in the third round is just you. You could easily wait longer. You yeah, I mean, easily. Wait so I'm happy to do that. So then it's so then it's more Taylor or Waller. For me, it's for me it's Waller. Even though people are going to say it's early, but I'm going to say Waller. And then if anyone disagrees or has a strong opinion on one of the other two, more or Taylor. Feel free to tell Josh, and then Josh. Well, Waller, Waller had I don't mind six last year. He outscored DJ Moore, who had only two twenty-two. I mean, I can't say it's not Julio or Chris Godwin, but yeah, Waller it's on the one that Chris Josh Godwin. will hit draft on. <laughs> I was I was prepared to do Josh, DJ Moore versus Godwin, and I would die on that. Please day. let me do some DJ yeah. Moore side bets. D- <laughs> Chris I will, Godwin. I will do DJ Moore against Chris Godwin. I will do DJ Moore against Julio Josh, Jones. I'll on, do DJ Adam. Moore against it's basically DJ. anybody. <laughs> Josh, it's DJ Moore. Take DJ yeah. Moore right now, Josh. Tell these guys what's up. I, I'm, I think yeah, I'm you should. It sounds very on brand for you when it's the least crazy. Okay, listen. DJ Moore versus Chris Godwin. DJ Moore was 10th in targets. Godwin was 17th. Moore was 13th in air yards. Godwin was 27th. Is that in per game or total? I believe it would be per game. But I'm not. Yeah, because Godwin sure. he missed I think two games, right? Where I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That um, DJ played 16. Josh, do you want us to come back to you while you soak over it? No, I'm not soaking <laughs> over anything. It is definitely <laughs> DJ Moore. But take Godwin. A- Godwin outperformed his volume to the extent of like Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Hilton, Eric Decker, guys. Guys that are prolific touchdown scorers. Is that who Chris Godwin is? I mean, what you see as an indictment, a lot of people would see as a skill set, but to each their own. I mean, that's that's the idea with regression, is if you always assume everyone's going to regress, that doesn't work either. So while I think that there is regression baked in, especially with the quarterback change, it's still a Bruce Arians offense. And Chris Godwin plays a role that's more similar to what Brady has had success with previously than Mike Evans does or than any of the other weapons on that offense do. So I, I, I don't know how you don't have Chris Godwin way higher. I mean, just because- even if you just did projections, like if you sat down and did projections for a team, the Buccaneers are projected to throw the ball probably 100 more times than the Panthers. Based off of trends, I mean, but DJ Moore gets really more so, volume. He gets more volume than Chris Godwin does. But at that at that high of a rate to make up for that, I mean, I I get, I get the argument. The, They're obviously, the difference close. was just efficiency, and I cannot tell myself that Chris Godwin is actually so much better than DJ Moore that the the difference in efficiency is justified. Okay, like. So, I think they could easily swap efficiencies, and DJ Moore has the volume. All right, so your league mate says Julio should be your pick. 
I actually am with Godwin because that's why I actually took him my league too before Waller. So, uh, me and Adam are on Godwin. Who are you going to take, Josh? This is the moment. I'm going to take DJ Moore. Take him, buddy. Take him. Love I'm doing it. Stay Lock it right. in. <laughs> hey, listen, Jordan, it just got even easier <laughs> for you, buddy. Um, uh, man, I, to me, Julio's. I don't know how you can't project him for 160 targets. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know, man. It's, Listen, and if he booms, what's he going for if he booms? 2K? I don't know, I mean, man. It's, it's I tough. Think, like, Julio, if we're, if we're just talking yardage, just from a yardage perspective, Julio's floor is DJ Moore's ceiling. Like, 100%. Like, DJ Moore That's... is not going for 1,400 yards this year. And Julio has only Julio had one booms. season under 1,400. I so, mean... It's yeah. going to only be touchdowns. And in a format like this, I don't think that's as important. Okay, um, here's my answer to Julio. Julio <laughs> was at 249 last year. DJ Moore was at 222. So we're talking about 20, 20 points on the year. Okay? If, if you look at players in Julio's year of experience who had the year Julio had, there's a lot more downside than up. Whereas if you look at DJ Moore comparable players – there is a lot of upside. So Julio is not I as safe as people think. No, I agree with what you're saying. But one thing that I just like, if you really think that Joe Brady is that good, like if you really, really believe that, take DJ Moore. But I just don't know if you're just playing like when Scott Football, you can play the crazy upside if you want. But in the early rounds, you kind of want to play it safe. You want to tailor your team to volume. Because it's going to be consistent week over week. And there may be a week where DJ Moore just gets shut down by Marshawn Lattimore. So that doesn't, ha- that doesn't happen to Julio Jones. No one shuts down Julio Jones. It just doesn't happen. And so if you want a guy who's going to get you 80 yards a game for his career, you know, like, why, why would you take that? Why wouldn't you take that? It, I, get, I get the volume play with Moore, but to me, it's just like Julio is going to be the safer bet. He has the better quarterback, like, he probably runs in the and you're talking about the team that also threw the ball the most last year. It could be the Panthers this year, but the Falcons are going to be up there 100. Yeah. So Jordan, no way they're not. Will you have a chance to draft Julio after this, or are you already done for this round? No, no I'm done for the round. Oh, okay. I, I already took LF uh, earlier. Okay, gotcha. All right, Josh, <clears throat> you make your pick of DJ Moore. Adam, what's your situation, buddy? Oh, you want me to go next? I Remember, next I'm farthest this along in my draft. All right, all right. So let me go for next. Um, yeah, I, I'm up ahead. right now. I have taken so far. Uh, I'm the 12th pick in the draft. Uh, I took Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry back-to-back. And then I took Chris Godwin and Darren Waller back-to-back. So I have two running backs, a wide receiver. For the record, I like your start the most out of all of us. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So I have two two running backs, a wide receiver, and a tight end. Um, I'm at a point where I feel like I should take a quarterback. Um, I might even take two quarterbacks right now just to knock them out and not worry about them again Um, because I feel safe at running back. No No one... is crazy to me here at this point at running back left because everyone took them all. Um, the, the best running back left to me is probably like a Mark Ingram, you know, depending on what you think about him. DeAndre Swift, depending on the situation. Again, these guys all got rookies to deal with, um, or they are rookies, one or the other. Um, so that's the running back options really for me at this point that I even would consider. Um, at wide receiver, it would be a guy like DJ Chark um, that I would like a lot at this point. But the wide receivers to me are too deep um, for me to still go that way because I, I just like so many guys that I don't feel the need to reach. So my personal opinion and what I'm probably going to do regardless of what you guys say is <laughs> you guys are going to think this is crazy, but Derek Carr, right? Because I love Derek Carr and this scoring last year. If we use the same scoring, he was one of the top quarterbacks in, in the in the league. And I think he's going to do better than he did last year. 
uh, with Discord. And then I need another one, and Tannehill is still available. And he was another one that's a safe quarterback uh, performance-wise, did good production. I don't have to worry about all the crap that this scoring messes with with quarterbacks. So th- th- those are that's where I'm probably going to go, Tannehill and Carr. Who, who disagrees with me here on a major level? Anybody? So just for reference, uh, in my league, because we are a little further along, uh, Tannehill went in the middle of the fifth. Okay. Derek Carr is still available, mm-hmm. um, but only two quarterbacks have been drafted since then. So they're still relatively close as far as like in how they're falling in the quarterback rankings. Right. Um, ADP wise, uh, looks like Goff's been drafted in two drafts. Uh, or I'm sorry, not Goff. Uh, Carr's been drafted in two drafts. Um, yeah, I mean, on the back of the fifth round right now, last pick in the fifth round, first pick of the sixth round. Yeah, I understand feeling the urgency of wanting to take a quarterback there because you're, you know, you don't want to get caught on a run. Right. Because la- last year I had no quarterbacks. I was literally, I was literally starting guys like Joe Flacco last year. Yeah. No, I get it. Especially <laughs> being at the 12 spot. I mean, that's a lot of picks yeah. before it's going to come back to you. So yeah, I mean, it's really whoever you feel strongest with there. You said Tannehill and Carr, kind of the two you're, you're debating. Right. So if I had to like think of anyone besides those names that intrigue me, of course, is Cam Newton, <laughs> just because of the way he gets around on his legs. Um, there's like Daniel Jones, if you think he's going to have like a big jump this year, or, or Drew Locke, you know, with all the weapons. Do you guys see any of these guys? Uh, a full year of Minshew. Do you, do, you, do you feel any strongly about these guys that you would pass up on like guys that are like safe but strong bets in this scoring of Carr and Tannehill? So Who are the other no. running back names. The other, yep. I, I heard Ingram. Yeah, Ingram, and then there's the, the, the rookies are there, like you know Swift, Acres, Vaughn, uh, Singletary, Hunts there. Um, okay. You know that Geis, I guess if you trust that. I'm not dealing with that though. Um, mm. So that's basically you know Ronald Jones, James White, you know Cohen, Mac, stuff like that. Um, I just don't feel strong enough. I can I could take any one of those guys and feel fine, in you know two rounds from now, whatever. Um, but yeah, quarterback I feel like is the most pressing need, and it'll give me, you know, I'll feel secure because, like I said last year, I was burned so bad at quarterback um, that I don't want to be put in that situation again. And these two are like they, like I said, if you look at last year's scoring, I know they're not fantasy darlings by any means, but if you look at last year Scott Fishbowl scoring with the production they put up last year, they're both like I think they both might have been the top ten actually at quarterback. I um, have it right in front of me. I'll pull it up in two seconds. Yeah, I believe. I, th- I think you're at a point where like the value at quarterback is too good. Yeah. So Derek Derek Carr was uh Derek Carr was eight and Ten Hill was eleven. And every quarterback who was above them is gone already. Yeah, Tannehill was six from a point per game standpoint. Yeah. Derek Carr was twelfth. Uh the only one that to me uh had has some consideration is Cam. Um I'm gonna be talking about Cam in a second though, going much later. Yeah. And you can probably wait on Cam and get him later. Um, but he's someone who I think presents potentially more upside than either of those. Uh, the floor is probably a little bit more volatile, but I accept a volatile floor in a you know yeah. league like the Scott Fishbowl because you're trying to play to make the best possible lineup. So I don't know, like just from like a game theory standpoint, I'm kind of crazy, and if I had that start like you did, I'd probably keep waiting at quarterback. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I get the feeling of if you wait any longer, I mean, you're going to be left with yeah potential scraps. I don't know though. I mean. I've seen quarterbacks slow down a lot in my draft personally, so I don't know. I mean, right. through the last almost two full rounds, we've only seen one quarterback go in the sixth and seventh round, and uh, 
in in the fifth we only saw three. Yeah. So we've had four quarterbacks go in the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. All right. So I don't know. I mean, obviously every draft's going to flow different. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to make this pick more than likely. But Jordan, you haven't said anything yet. I'm just curious your thoughts before I do so. Um, I, I like to believe that. You know, I like to believe that quarterbacks aren't going anymore in his draft because they're just not worth it. <laughs> and I think these guys are worth it. But that's my opinion. Um, what would you do here, Jordan? I think I would double up because you honestly, you you really can't afford to wait. Yeah. And if you do double up, the hope is you start a run too on top of that. Because if people are counting on those guys to not get drafted till later and they're hoping they slip to them, if you snap, snap them both up, then people are going to start to panic a little bit. Yeah. Because and part of it too is just knowing your league, right? If your league is not really QB happy, at some point there's going to be a run. Who knows when it's going to be? You want to at least have one, and if you can grab two, you might as well based on who you already have. Like I would consider Ingram if you want to kind of get a guy who has some safe volume more than likely. But I think the QBs are more worth it. Yeah, and you guys trust Tannehill? What it comes Does anyone to. have any concern about Tannehill? Like I have some concern, mm-hmm. but not really. <laughs> I love that you two yeah. are like disagreeing on everything. Well, I like, yeah, it's a thing that he is a late career breakout, apparently. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's a big problem. He's right back in the same situation. Yeah. Do you view him much different than Cousins, though? Because I, to me, that's kind of the same comparable, right? It's a low, a low volume offense. He's a pretty accurate passer. He may not get crazy yards like he did last year, but he's probably not going to turn the ball over, probably not going to get sacked. Rely on the run game. You know, yeah, like you should be a steady, a steady contributor week after week. He may just not boom for you some weeks, but yeah. you never know. Obviously, last year he did a lot, so we'll see. Yeah. So they're they're very comparable situations. Like I don't have the same Jekyll and Hyde kind of worries that I have about cousins, but also Tannehill runs the ball a little more. So maybe they are pretty comparable. Got it. All right, yeah. guys. Well, I am making those picks. I'm not going to wait any longer. I appreciate everyone's input, and I got the two quarterbacks. <laughs> so, so you went Tannehill and Carr? Tannehill right. and Carr. All right. I like it. Balling out, So baby. I'm probably in a similar quarterback situation. Uh, I've, I've waited quite a bit. My draft is very far along for, uh, for the Scott Fishbowl having started just today. Um, I'm about to make my pick on the clock at the 7-11. Uh, so we might even come around and get the 802 at some point while we're recording as well. <laughs> um, but so far, what my draft looks like is uh, I, I've got a quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end, and three running backs. Uh, I started Dalvin Cook, Drew Brees, Darren Waller, Kenny Galladay, Mark Ingram, and then Chris Carson. Uh, with what I'm looking at right now, I feel like I probably have to go quarterback with one of these two picks, even though I don't know. Maybe they've stopped drafting quarterbacks, but there are there's one owner in my league that hasn't drafted any quarterback yet, and there's five other owners that have only drafted one quarterback. So I feel like the potential for a quarterback to make it all the way back to me that has really any chance of being more than just like a plug-and-play option in this league is pretty low. Um, what I'm currently staring at at quarterback, because uh, I think that's probably where I'm going to be making my decision, uh, is a lot of the same people that Neil was just decided between. Uh, Tannehill, sadly, is gone. He probably would be my pick here. Um, but the the other options that I personally like 
uh, are Carr, uh, Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo. That's probably it. I mean, Joe Burrow, if I want to be, if I want to have fun. I don't know. There's a sick part of me that really wants to draft Cam and then get Burrow on the way back and just go YOLO. <laughs> I really, like, it's the sickest part of my brain. But, you know, it's it's also the part that thought that Kyler Murray last year could be a top five quarterback. Hey, I think, doesn't like... doesn't always work out. <laughs> as, as much as I think we could sit here and, and talk ourselves into Cam, like, we shouldn't pay more than we have to for him. That's the thing, though, is I don't see Cam coming all the way back. I mean, I'm at the end. Uh, I don't expect him to come back 20-something picks when one person hasn't drafted any quarterback yet. I've got another five behind me that have only drafted one. Um, or, sorry, four behind me, five, five total. But, yeah, it just I, – I, I don't know. I don't see that coming back. And I don't know how much I like those other options more than him. Jordan, what do you think about his idea of Cam right now? Like, in, in your opinion, if this was you, are, is this way too early for you? Or is this, uh, you know, new player type of, you know, excitement for his new team? Like, how, how do you feel about it? Honestly, I hope Cam gets cut. And I mean that 100%. <laughs> Why? Why? What? Because I'm a Patriots fan, man. I don't want I don't want him to win. I want him to lose. <laughs> what? Um, Wait, what? But, if we're, but if we're talking fantasy. Wait, you're a no, Patriots so, fan, so you want to Oh, for the draft picks. So I want Trevor Lawrence, man. Oh, okay, crazy? gotcha. I don't want Cam Newton. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Um, makes... But no, from a fantasy point, I I find it hard. And it's interesting we're never because, like, I was in a best ball, actually. The league, though. Sorry. <laughs> Just the idea that I the mean, Patriots are last in the NFL with the Bill Belichick offense. I mean... But yeah, Bill Belichick's running the offense. They might be in last place. Um, <laughs> but the but uh, too good, it's hard. It's hard for me to take Cam right now. Like I was even in the best ball, and I I thought about it, and he went pretty late. He went like eleventh or twelfth round. But I just I find it hard to take him because I don't even know if he's the starting quarterback. Like as much as people want to say, oh, he's definitely the star. They wouldn't bring him if he's not. Like it's still Bill Belichick, man. Like he might just say, ah, he doesn't know the system well enough and cut him. I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. And while, to your point, it's not as much of a risk, I think if you do take Cam, you should take someone like Carr as well to kind of have some safety with some upside. Shooting just upside is... I mean, if you want to be dangerous, go for it. But it's it's tough. It's tough to do that, especially in Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, so I guess that kind of plays to your point, Adam, as far as taking another quarterback like a Joe Burrow or a Carr and then getting Cam coming back around or vice versa, like just as a safety valve. You know what I mean? Um if they all work out, awesome. And then if not, like, you know, at least you got a backup. Uh, but do you want to do that at this point in the draft is kind of the question, you know? Um, do you yeah, to- it's tough, too, because it's like I, I wonder if I just push that down the road at least, you know, through the turn here and and just go elsewhere at the moment and then, you know, see. That's what I Because I don't think that there's anything that really distinguishes any of the rest of them. I think Cam has a ceiling, and that's why I like him. I don't think the rest of those quarterbacks have ceilings. Yeah. I mean – I just I think you're way overestimating the market on Cam. Like I'm not even gonna argue that Cam isn't over Carr. I just think he's coming back. Oh well, I'm I'm just literally going off of the SFB ADP so far, and obviously it's only gonna be reflective of drafts that have been completed up to that part so far. So if Cam's gone, he's probably gone earlier. But like that that's really all I have to go off of. So. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to know if he would come all the way back there. But I understand what you're saying in regards to 
he doesn't present value at this point. He presents value if he were to last today. Right. Um, so yeah, that that makes a little bit more sense. So uh, just for just for conversation's sake, the uh, the other options that looked enticing are basically a wide receiver and tight end. Uh, at tight end, Austin Hooper and Rob Gronkowski would probably be the top of my board. Uh, and then at wide receiver, uh, T.Y. Hilton jumps out, uh, as well as Brandon Cooks, Stephon Diggs, uh, A.J. Green, Julian Edelman. Depending, I don't. I really don't know what to expect of Julian Edelman this year. That that, yeah, I don't. Know. Adam, I I think you need to consider the the backwards cam stack that starts with Julian Edelman. <laughs> See. I like the way your mind works right now, Josh, but that's a problem because I don't ever agree with you, so this can't be good. What would you do, Jordan? I think I would stick with the QBs, man. Like, it's it's hard to get QBs eventually in Scottfish. Like, at some point, it just drops off the map, and you so, you can't get stuck without them. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's true in regards to at least drafting one QB here. My thing is, is I don't really see much that differentiates between these, so I'm at least going to let the turn select. And then and we'll take quarterback probably on the way back here, um, which is why I'm like pivoting and seeing if there's there's value elsewhere to kind of swoop in at. Do you like Diggs? I don't. <laughs> I don't like. Diggs. I think I probably yeah, go it's, it's tough. I think it's a tough situation Oof. with Diggs. I think I just I see regression for Josh Allen. I think even if he doesn't regress, uh, just the, the targets in that offense are going to get pretty spread out between John Brown and. And the other options that they have, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I, I feel less confident in Diggs. Like, from a target standpoint up there, I think T.Y. Hilton and Julian Edelman probably get the most targets. Uh, Brandon yeah. Cooks, potentially. Um, yeah, I mean, those no, are really the only ones that, what's that? You don't want to take Brandon Cooks, man. It's, he'll just get concussed and he'll be, <laughs> you'll be upset about that. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't get triggered. <laughs> I really think it's Edelman, man. I yeah, 237 points in this format. Yeah, I mean, but that's a Tom Brady. We have no idea what's going to so happen in that Tom offense. Brady Dangerous was game. so good that he dragged Edelman along? Yeah, I don't I, think so. I see what you're doing, Josh, and I like it because once I draft Edelman, it's a lot easier to talk myself into Cam. I get this the way, and I love every second of it. <laughs> if um, you want Adam, a stack, I mean, that's a good idea. Yeah, I, do I don't it. hate that. Do if you it. Just go for the full stack. Yeah, I want to go for the full stack, guys. I just hit draft player on Julian Edelman. Thank you. That was fun. <laughs> Perfect. So now we can move on right. from our teams and our draft that we were caught in the middle of during this podcast. Let it be a warning. We did not prepare that. Um, Jordan, before we move on to some of the other questions really quick that we have, because I, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to get too busy and caught up in a um, a show sheet today just because of everything that's going on with Scott Fishball. I feel like it's just, there's so much for us to talk about. Um, just for the listeners, I don't know if we talked about it on air. What team do you have right now? What, what have you drafted? I have Ezekiel Elliott at 105, 208. I took Kyler Murray and then 305. I took Leonard Fournette. So two running so backs. Pretty solid base and for Scottish Bowl, two running backs, a quarterback. Yeah. And what do you think you're gonna do next? I mean, obviously you have to see what comes to you and you're not in, you weren't in, like in the middle of it like we were here, but um are, do you have a I I don't want to give away your plan, I guess, but this won't be out before you draft, so who cares? Um watch I put it right out as soon as we end this conversation. Um but no, uh, do you have any idea like where you want to go from here? Like is, was this your strategy so far or is this just how it felt to you? Or like what what do you what do you think about going forward right now? 
I would say a bit of both. I'm probably looking next between wide receiver and quarterback. Like if I want to take another quarterback, I may take another running back if the right guy falls. But now, you know, I'm probably looking towards a DJ Shark, um, a Calvin Ridley, an AJ Brown, you know, a really high upside guy. I mean, I would probably take Ridley myself. I'm I'm really high on him this year. Uh, so you're, you're saying offense. DJ Moore is off the board, right? <laughs> I'm yeah, he's probably gonna be off the board, unfortunately. So <laughs> You know, okay. it is what it is, but, you know, Robert Woods, maybe if he falls for some reason. But we'll see kind of how the board falls. I mean, for all I know, Kenny G might be there. Mari Cooper might be there. Yeah. Um, well, there, there could be a lot of guys who are there because our, our draft has faded wide receivers a lot. So, I mean, we'll see. It's, yeah. it's pretty surprising. There's been quite a few QBs and running backs go, but, like, Julio's still on the board. And what are we at now? The turn? 312? Yeah, it's Come pretty on. crazy. doesn't make sense. But hey, that's the beauty about Scott Fishbowl. That's that's the like one of the special things about Scott Fishbowl is there's no right or wrong way to approach this, and there's no league that's going to be the same, any division that's going to be the same. Like it's just pure crazy, and that's why you know like as soon as like you make certain picks, sometimes people are like, oh, I like I like that player that you grab, but like seemed a little early. And like for me, it's like I want to get the guy that I like, and I know that if I wait any longer, like this guy is probably not going to be here again. So like in Scott Fishbowl style, I want to go, you know, I want to go out on my shield, man. I don't want to go out on you know, whatever other people think I should do or ADP and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you ever check though after to see like, did you get a player really late or yeah. do you take a guy too early? Cause no, you know, I they come up with check. like, I forget who does it has like the stats and everything of when guys were taken and all that stuff. Yeah. I definitely. Uh, check. Yeah, actually I'll give him a shout out. Cause he does it every year uh, It's Josh Hornsby or at Josh ADHD on Twitter. Uh, it's through Roto grinders, uh, now. And, uh, yeah, it's the, the Scott Fishbowl 10 app. And, I mean, it's yeah. got ADP. I mean, he tracks everything in real time. I have no idea how he's programmed this whole thing, <laughs> but it's fantastic, and it probably took him, like, nothing. Um, no, I like to assume he put in a ton of effort because it surely looks like it. Yeah, it is super cool. Like, it has, he has all kinds of cool, like, um, like stuff on there, like, you know, latest QB1 or um, longest wide receiver run. And, like, he has all this cool stuff on there. So, like, it's definitely, you know, really cool to check out. And, no doubt. I'll even go there before I pick sometimes just to see what, you know, what's happening and what's, you know, shaking and moving out there on Scott Fishbowl. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's cool. And so it's, we'll be interested. Hopefully you'll update us, uh, Jordan, or I'm sure Josh will be whining and crying about you in the chat. Uh, you know, who you, who you end up taking. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> was uncalled for. <laughs> I did if wanna... he gets Julio Jones, I'll be pretty mad. <laughs> I true. mean, if he lasts till the fifth round. Uh, not <laughs> happening. Disrespectful. This guy's about as disrespectful against Jordan. We normally have a bunch of segments on the show. I do have some stuff for those segments. I still want to do those segments, even though we got all caught up in Scott Fishbowl, because that's what's so relevant right now. Um, trust issues. Jordan, it's a segment we do on the show every every week. Um, I have a couple of them for you guys. I'm curious. We kind of talked about some of these guys already, but um, the first trust issue, I'm going to throw a statement at you guys. You tell me whether you trust it or whether you have trust issues with it. Um, this guy we've talked about a lot because of Adam. Uh, Cam Newton could be a league winner in Scott Fishbowl. Do you guys trust that or do you have trust issues with that? Sorry, you, Jordan. Uh, I definitely trust that. Um, Cam Newton's shown the ability to be a top five quarterback, honestly, year in and year out at times. Uh, his rushing floor is crazy. He'll run, he'll pass pretty well. He likes big receivers. They have one in Nikhil Harry. You know, if he can find some chemistry with Edelman, maybe the new tight ends kind of help 
add a bit to that offense. It's definitely not out of the, out of the realm of possibilities. It's just, is that risk worth it in Scott Fishbowl? Right. And that's where I'm not sure. But I definitely trust that he can be. Like, there's the possibility he could be a league winner. winner. Just now, the possibility is maybe a bit lower than we hoped going into the season, right? Right. Yeah, we're, we're a very pro-cam group here. Um, I would say that I think, like we kind of mentioned here before, is like, where is the value on Cam, right? And I think he's going to be one of those guys that in some division is going to go super low or at least super low compared to the other divisions. And that person will be at an advantage. I mean, and that's that's the thing that kind of annoys you sometimes or it's kind of like, you know, the cool side of Scott Fish. I don't know which way you want to look at it as far as it's a good thing or a bad thing. But you do see you do see like a player going your league and like round three and then another league. It's like round seven. And you're like God, the value that people got for this guy. It's like, how do I make up that ground? You know what I mean? Um so that's what I think is interesting with Cam Newton is like who's in the, what 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 division is going to get him the latest and like you know increase that value. Um but Josh Adam I'm assuming you guys both trust that he could be a winner in leagues a league winner. Yeah. yeah the potential exists yeah. for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. I was just going to say like I think that what you said there is entirely true in the Scott Fishbowl and it's like it's the hardest element of it is when you have any contest that has this many leagues, the people who are going to be most successful late in the playoffs are going to be people who are able to draft players that boom while being drafted at the lowest possible ADP. So it is, it's like this weird balancing act. Cause if you remember Neil, what you just said before that was like, this is a league where you almost want to reach to get your guys because you don't want to miss out on your guys in this league. So it's this interesting balancing act a lot of times, and I definitely am feeling it too, because Cam Newton, for instance, is one of my guys from the conversation we just got done having. But it, it makes you wonder, like, is there the value in you know, watching to see if anyone else feels that same way? It's just tough, because when you're in a room with 11 other people drafting, the likelihood that someone else has the same thought about a player that you do is probably pretty high. Right. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see how these all play out. And, and of course, we'll update everyone on our, on our teams going forward and just outliers and things that are interesting. And we'll have to reference the uh, site from Josh uh, that he has. Actually, there. I hate to interrupt, but I guess we should circle back because I'm about to draft Cam Newton, guys. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I tell you he back. was coming back. Damn. That's came awesome. back on the clock. Well, of course he was coming back there. But uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't expect it to uh, to come back from the eight through the nine and all the way back. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I just paired up cam with Julian Edelman there and, uh, there YOLO is. guys. I'll, well, I'll be, <laughs> log out. Yeah. I'll be curious to see, will you be the earliest person who drafted cam? Do you think? Uh, definitely not. There's oh, already okay. been people who have drafted okay. cam. All right. Gotcha. Uh, um, I could probably tell you in two seconds who the earliest was or how early the earliest was. Okay. Uh, not two seconds. I'm vamping now. <laughs> My computer's. I like that slightly. stack though. It's good. Yes. Yeah, I, I do too. I work. mean, it's one of those situations where if Cam's successful, Julian Edelman will be successful. Like I don't. It, it'll be weird if one's successful and the other's not. It's basically I hit on that offense and they actually click, or it just it doesn't click. And you know, at that point in the Scott Fishbowl. For me, it's like it's it's try bit try to go big or, or really just you know let it be what it's gonna be. So this is that shot. Yeah. Um, you got the information there, or should I move on, Adam? For the win, Cam. No, yeah, going. Cam Newton, the <laughs> highest. Yeah, the highest that he went actually was forty third. Forty third. So, yeah, that's fourth round. Interesting. So some somebody oh, liked him a lot gosh. more than I did taking him in. What's this now? That's wild, seventh man. 
<laughs> yeah. or eighth. So there you go. There's some value for you. that person. Yeah. That person's going to look at you and go, damn, he got good value. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right. Um, the next trust issue that I have here, uh, Gronk will finish as a top five tight end in Scott Fishbowl. Trust or trust issues, Jordan? I think I got trust issues on that. I, I think he could have it from a touchdown perspective, but the issue may just be the volume. And we don't really know what he has in the tank. And is he going to be heavily targeted? It's hard to say, man. Like Brady loves him. And so I could see him getting like 10, 12 touchdowns. But is that only on, you know, 30, 40 receptions? And does that make him top five? I mean, maybe, I guess. But I just don't know if he can make it happen on what I assume will be low volume, I guess. is right. Depends on yeah. whether or not you think like, he gets the volume. I think the touchdowns will be there more than likely. The, the, the Brady love buys you a late career Antonio Gates season. Yeah, it does. There, there is something there. Like it, it takes away like your concern of Gronk. Like you're like, well, Brady's been thrown to him his whole life. <laughs> like there's clearly a connection here. They're one of the best duos as far as quarterback tight end that's ever been. So it's like it's hard to imagine a place or a situation where Gronk, unless you know, is not healthy for some reason, is not relevant. You know what I mean? Like with Brady, like it just if it was any other quarterback, any other team, whatever. You're like, who knows? But like when it's Brady, you're like, how can he not <laughs> look at Gronk's way all the time? Like, it's gonna be interesting, you know. Um, Adam, do you trust it? Uh, top five? Or yeah, too far? I, I do trust it. Uh, I mean, it kind of kind of stinks to be in the middle of the Scott Fishbowl right now, but uh, I hope my league's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, no, I think I trust it big time. Honestly, I think the upside is gigantic. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, the reality is is something is going to break on that offense. It's going to either be Gronk or it's going to be Mike Evans or it's going to be Chris Godwin. So, like, I kind of understand what Josh was saying before that there's downside to Chris Godwin because something's going to give there. I mean, if the reality is, is if something doesn't, then Tom Brady is a top three quarterback somehow, which the math is just not going to make sense. So the most likely one from, you know, outside perspective is going to be Gronk. He was just out of the league for a year. He's coming back. Right. But I think that even if they use Gronk on like a limited snap count, the utilization of him is going to be as someone who's constantly used in the red zone and on third down. Yeah. And it's like they're going to be putting him in to be throwing to him. They're going to be putting him in to utilize him. So while I think that like his snap counts could be far below what you'd want from somebody who's a you know top 12 or you know potentially top six tight end, I think that he's someone who just because of his rapport and the heavy passing volume on that offense could see, you know, double digit touchdowns and it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Like Jordan said, that's for sure. Yeah. Anyone I've seen people say, Oh, I'm afraid that they brought him there to block. You're wrong. They didn't bring him there to block. Uh, get real. I can't, <laughs> already a good blocker. I can't stand people who say something like that. I'm like, I'm a little concerned. They brought him here to block more than catch the ball. Like, are yeah, you guys okay. worried? He's too thin though. <laughs> Has he added that way back? Too man, thin. that guy's skinny now. He looks like a wide receiver. <laughs> it's funny. Man. A slow wide receiver at that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But he definitely will be blocking, like not catching the ball. Um, all right. The last one I have here is just a funny. It's not football related, but uh, do you guys have trust or trust issues uh, with people who start off their sentences or conversations with you and they say, I'm not going to lie or if we're being honest? Trust <laughs> or trust issues? Jordan. I actually do trust that because I do that a lot. <laughs> I never know 
how to look at it whenever someone says that. I'm like, well, were you not being honest before? Were you lying before? Like, I don't understand why we preface that. I, I could, I think it's just a thing, right? But I'm just curious. Like, does anyone here get a little, you know, skeptical when they hear someone say that? I think they're just trying to brace you for what they think is about to be uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know. I do, I do it too. I mean, I think it's kind of like uh, having ums or buts or uhs in your speech. Like, it's one of those things that you just kind of fall back on. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. If we're being honest, I think you're right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie, I think it's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not going to lie. I was full of shit before, but this is for real. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. It is. Like, come on, man. It is. Um, it's like you asking, hey, uh, Jordan, who do you think Josh should draft? DJ Moore or Julio Jones? I'm not going to lie. If we're being honest here, I think you should draft DJ Moore. It's like, what are you prepping me for, man? Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Heartbreak. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Let's move over to uh, foul or no foul. Uh, again, anyone new who's just listening because content creator, family, fantasy analyst, other part of the duo of Destination Debbie Jordan is here. Those, Jordan, tell those people who are listening just because you're here to subscribe right now. Man, they better subscribe to the YouTube channel and you better use the promo code all gas when right. Fade the Noise launches on 7 7 2020. They, they better. Um, man, they're going to... I'm telling you, I've seen some of the shit they're doing. I'm actually going to their website later today. It's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm going to let you plug more of it later, but I do want to ask you, like, for when you when, when you guys are going to that, is it like a different show or is it going to be what you guys are doing just slapping FTN on it? So, have you guys seen the new show doc I made? I don't know if I have. I don't think so. Damn, bro. Oh, fuck. This... These guys, man, the disrespect. <laughs> Have you on the show? I didn't do um, research. Um, but basically, what, basically what happened was once they approached Ray about it, um, he they came up with the idea to change the show doc to like match their colors, add their logo. So I pretty much just changed the show doc a little bit to match their colors, mm-hmm. um, and then added their logo, and that's pretty much it. Then I made a custom intro, um, little title sequence for them for that, and that's that's honestly basically it. it's just a sponsored show. Okay. It'll be featured on their on their um, website and stuff, so it'll be on the fantasy website. And I think uh, I don't know if I'm breaking news here, but I think Ray's gonna do the first show with Brad Evans. Right. Uh, maybe I'm leaking a little bit of info there, but you know, a little bit, a little exclusive. Uh, <laughs> so, so we'll see. We tend to get exclusives here at Clock Dodgers. There you go, man. <laughs> and subscribe to the Patreon too, right? Yeah, we got our Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash All Gas. We have I think 70 patrons right now. Fire. Um, but yeah, that place is crazy. If you want to talk. Devi, Dynasty, college football, like lots of really smart knowledgeable people in there. Lots and lots. So yeah. there's tons of stuff out there. Sounds fire. We're yeah. everywhere, man. You We're are everywhere now. You are, it's true. It'll be hard. It'll be raised everywhere and it'll be hard not to find me everywhere soon. Um that's the hope, anyways. That's that's the kind of confidence I like right there. You hear that, Josh? I heard it. You heard, I heard it. it. I don't need you on the intro like that, Josh. I, I just can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that is the kind you of energy I need? I need. I need like an I need an intro fluffer. How about this, Jordan? We have two options here. One, I can always introduce Josh on a podcast and you actually talk and say you're Josh. Or you give Josh coaching lessons on the side. No, nah, I can't. I can't teach confidence. You got oh, come on. Oh, my God. This guy. He just my heart he took. He, oh he shot God. his shot at, at oh. Ray and slid into the DMs. And now he's telling us he can't give confidence lessons. This Man, is I just saw no, so wait. many internet gifts Man. fly through my mind when that happened. Oh, Man. It, the the followers I'm getting these days, whoo! Oh man, 
A little famous. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. I'm not going to drop names, but if you want to go into my followers, they're oh, getting a little bit better. This is getting a little bit better. <laughs> this is Josh. Josh, come with this energy, buddy. Come with this energy. I need Josh, next time I introduce you, say, did you guys see who followed me today? Don't even. I'm not even going to announce myself. I'm Josh. Check who followed me. That's it. All right. That's it. Just All check. Right. Just check, check my followers. Just check the followers. You might see some games there. Google I'm me. Just not sure I have that in me. You, to be you're gonna have it in you, Josh. You're gonna have it in you. Um, let's Josh, move just, on. Like, let's just, let's just say, get I'm off gonna this. fucking do it today. Like this is it. Let's... This is my day. Exactly. Like the, before the next podcast, you need to like listen to some like motivational shit, like oh something crazy. What? How Very did this just... happen? How did we you get just on? To just... This is the worst derailment this podcast has ever suffered. <laughs> I told you I wouldn't be invited back. Listen, no, you're invited back. <laughs> You're invited. I didn't back. realize it was because you were gonna like. <laughs> Listen, Josh, we are putting you on a Tony Robbins regiment every day before the party. <laughs> there, you go. there you go, Tony Robbins. Perfect. All right, let's move over to Fowler No Foul. Gary, I need Gary V energy. Yeah, exactly. Let's move over to Fowler No Foul. Josh will not be on the next episode of Fowler No Foul. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, first one here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes will be worth every penny of his new contract. Jordan, you're gonna go first. For anyone who doesn't know. Jordan is going to say foul if he does not agree with that statement. He's going to say no foul if he does agree with it. Jordan, Patrick Mahomes will be worth every damn penny of his new contract. Foul or no foul? No foul. He's going to make that money back for them this year. Another Super Bowl. Beautiful. Beautiful. Anyone disagree? I, I, I don't see how he's not. I'm, exactly. Dude's worth it. No, man. He's a superstar. No foul. And to Come get on. into the semantics of it, like stretching this out over 10 years is actually good for them because the salary cap goes up over that time. So even though the salary looks gigantic now because of how they're able to backload it, it's not even going to be that bad for them. I mean, he's obviously going to be the most paid quarterback in the NFL. But like in regards to how it's structured – this isn't terrible for the Chiefs as a franchise. Yeah, I mean, I forget look, when the cap goes up. Is it twenty twenty three? Is the new TV deal? Because in there, there's going to be a new correct. TV deal. So yeah. the salary cap, like the NBA, is going to go through the roof. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you want any kind of idea on why certain teams are bad and certain teams are good, the Chiefs pay one of the best quarterbacks ever this kind of money. The Raiders give coaches contracts like this. Um, <laughs> so that is what separates Facts. good teams from bad teams. Yeah. Um, the next foul or no foul. Hey, there's still time, man. There's what seven more years left. <laughs> Isn't there a website about that? The countdown. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Um, I'm pretty the, sure someone made a website about that. <laughs> the next one. How much money still? Well, I'll, I'll put a link in the in the description for everyone to look at it. Uh, Philip Lindsay's new role with Melvin Gordon in town will be to transform into the Broncos version of Austin Eckler. Foul or no foul, Jordan? I think I'm gonna say foul. Oh, you don't believe in him, man. I don't. I never have, honestly. I oh. think I'm a bit of a Philip Lindsay hater. Disgusting. I think he's a good runner, but I don't know if he's going to be a pass catching weapon the way Austin Eckler was. It's just that's not necessarily his game. He just gets profiled that way because of his size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's actually a good runner of the football, and Melvin Gordon's probably a better pass catcher than he is. So why? I mean, he might, but it's just I don't see it happening, and it's mostly because of his of his profile and his right. running style and all of that. He is a good runner. Don't get me wrong. He may have 600, 700 yards, but he's not going to catch like 80 passes. There's no way. Okay. This is a foul. This is a big foul. Can you guys hear me? 
Yeah, I thought you'd elaborate on that. I don't know. Do we just say whether it's a foul or no foul and stop talking? Come on, Josh. Get back in the game, bud. I thought that was got you rattled. It's okay. It's going to be good. You got this. Let's go. It's a big foul. It's a big foul because players do not just, like, suddenly develop elite pass-catching ability like what Austin Eckler has. Like, I, I honestly believe that Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay are probably about the same as far as pass catching, and neither one of them is going to become a Christian McCaffrey-level pass catcher. Like, Melvin Gordon couldn't do it with Danny Woodhead on the field, guys. He's he's not that great. Dang yeah, the, the issue at hand is that if you're running a franchise – you do not bring in a Melvin Gordon to continue to give a workload to Philip Lindsay. Um, so the best you can hope for, I think, is Melvin Gordon getting injured. That being said, I don't think it's going to be a situation where Melvin Gordon's getting like 250 carries. I mean, they're going to have a split backfield there. But I think that what Philip Lindsay is going to turn into is like Gus Edwards on a poor offense. Like yeah. 130 carries for yeah. like four and a half yards per carry. And, you know, he might get 20, 30 catches, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I don't feel super confident about that offense. So unless I felt super confident about that offense, I couldn't see them supporting two running backs. And I think everything they've done has shown us that they would favor Melvin Gordon over Philip Lindsay. Because if you love Lindsay, why bring in anyone else, especially someone of Gordon's caliber and pay him what they're paying him? I hate all of you. Well, <laughs> not a, that's hard for you. Not a very, not even a small smudge of positivity from you guys. Just, just beat Philip Lindsay into the ground. Is there anybody out there who loves Philip Lindsay like I do? If you are out there, please email me. I think Philip Lindsay is a good player. He's just as but good as Melvin Gordon. How can you still love him though? I still love like, him, man. His value I, is so high now. Listen, when has Philip Lindsay ever lost? When has he ever lost, man? He he's faced all kinds of adversity. And he's always came out on Didn't top. Didn't he lose this offseason? Oh, this I time. mean, it, it's true. Like everybody hates Jordan Howard, but he seems to produce every year. There's just kind of players like that, but eventually we think they're gonna fall off a cliff. And I think this is, you know, one of those times where all the signs point to even Denver not having faith in him fully. So I, I don't know, man. It's tough. I mean, if you think he can beat out Melvin Gordon, I mean maybe. But I don't. I doubt that's gonna happen. You know, like it's. It just seems unlikely. This is like a girl that. This is a girl that told you she had a boyfriend, and we're like hoping she changes her mind. Like the Broncos <laughs> told us that they're dating Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Fine. Fine, we'll move on. I'll have all the Philip Lindsay. That's all that matters. Um, the next one is the football team in Washington's new name will be animal related. Foul or no foul, Jordan? I think that's foul. You know, they were getting like the Jordan, I don't the, think the it, Washington Bears or something. Like, oh, there's already a Bears. But you nah, know what I, mean? like, I, think, of, I think they can come up with something better than that. Animals are a bit played out. What, what do you think? It's going to be like political? I think you get more creative. What do you, what do you think it's going to be? I mean, that would be cool. The DC Defenders, there's a pretty cool name if you ask me. DC I mean, that's, that's not a bad name. So you think they're going to lose? But I, I like the Red Tails, though. Like, I've seen. No, no. Let's okay. just say, but I, I like the name of the Red Tails. I don't know if you guys have seen the mock-ups for that. I think that's a, a cool name. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, is the Red Tails. And there's even like a little background before uh, behind the name, and I will butcher it, so I don't even want to like give it, so look it up out there. Um, cause yeah, they were like Black Pilots, weren't they? they were, and yeah, I would, again, that's, that's exactly their, why. I didn't know for planes. sure exactly yeah, the something context. Like that. 
but, but I'm no historian yeah. either, but something like that. Yeah, it is uh, African American related, so people will like that. Yeah, sure. and Red Tails is so close to the you know original name; it kind of holds the same like style stylistically. I don't know. It's one of those things where they they've needed to change this for so long. I don't really know if you know. It's at this point, is it a bandaid on a bullet wound, or is it actually like change? Right. Like, I, All depends on how they approach it, right? Is if yeah. they you know, hoot and holler about it, or they just kind of do it, promote it. Like, they're going to make a ton of money off changing it, so I don't know why it's a big deal. You know, it's yeah. it's racist. Like, they need to change it, but... Right. It's kind of a, it's a great point from yeah. a money perspective, too. They will make a ton of money when they change it. Oh, yeah. People will be buying it up just because it's changed, finally, right? Not even to mention that... You'll probably you know, win the Redskins who suck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you like like Adam said, you will legitimately <laughs> just have people buy it just because they support the fact that it's happened, that it's changed. You know what I mean, um, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, so it's a it's it's a win for everybody, except for Trump apparently. Um, all right, uh, the last one I have here is Lamar Jackson will sign a bigger contract than Patrick Mahomes did today, and I know you guys feel like with time, it's just a fact that he has to because that's the way things go. The contracts get bigger and bigger. But do you think someone will actually get a bigger contract? In this case, Lamar Jackson. Foul or no foul, uh, Jordan? Foul. I don't see any way that happens. Wow. Even with the, even with the inflation and everything. Nah, not not the not to Pat Mahomes' level. I I don't think so. He because he I think he signed the biggest contract in sports history because he beat out Mike Trout. Yeah. He so did. I don't think there's any way that Lamar and it's just because Lamar's a runner, right? Like no one's gonna sign him to a twelve-year contract with you know a pretty good arm, but it's not play until you're 36 arm right it's it's just probably not going to happen he may get you know 200 million over six years or something like that but he's not going to get 480 million dollars at one time right i just don't see that happening i mean the next guy who can maybe get it is trevor lawrence right if if he's as good as everyone thinks he could be maybe he gets more but i don't think lamar jackson's going to get more gotcha gotcha yeah i think i honestly think lamar might end up having a career trajectory similar to what cam has had to experience i'm hoping that's not the case but like in in regards to how that archetype gets viewed by the nfl it's unfortunately not the same um that being said pat mahomes's deal is going to be the largest because no one's getting 10 years ever it's just not going to happen i mean for a team to invest in a quarterback for 10 years that kind of statement is insane um so do i think that somebody's going to be that confident in a player i i just that that's a tough one i mean obviously like people are super excited about trevor lawrence there's always that possibility that you know the next phenom comes about it definitely can happen but that being said like this is this is an anomaly because of how many years it is not necessarily how much money per year especially when you go down the line like there will come a time eight years down the road where Patrick Mahomes is not the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Right. Gotcha. And so like, even to piggyback that is two guys that maybe could, at least from my perspective is you look at what do you guys think Deshaun Watson's going to get? And then the other guy is Kyler Murray is what is his contract going to look like? It's he may be on that same trajectory. Um, but Watson, I don't know what he's going to get, but you know, same draft year, different production, different team, everything, but he's not getting even probably 200 million, but I guess we'll see. What do you guys think? 
I think I think Lamar is going to get it, and I think that this is going to be the new structure of an NFL elite quarterback contract. And I also would say that it, I I read just a little bit about this, and it sounded to me like towards the back end of that ten year span, there were a lot of like options. Like we 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 might not guarantee you this money and in that case you have the right to do this. So I'm not sure it's like a hard ten years. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see the way contracts will evolve. I mean it's very obvious that it's gonna continue to change and continue to get different and bigger and more drastic and you know and you know rightfully so man these guys deserve every penny they can get. So We'll see. I'm more just worried about football playing being happen happening and, and, and happening this year. So uh, I'll take whatever happens, happens. Um, all right. So that's it for foul or no foul. Um, we do usually do close in with show and tell. If anybody has any uh, podcasts, products, music, books, philosophies, advice, anything um, that they want to share today, Josh or Adam, do either one of you have anything? Yeah, totally. <laughs> that doesn't sound true. That's not even fake. No, no, I, I, I definitely do, only because it randomly came up in conversation right before the podcast, and it's a callback to something that I used to be a big fan of, but if Josh and Neil both don't know it, there's probably a lot of other people out there who don't as well. Um, if you're a fan of sketch comedy at all, there was a sketch comedy group who had a TV series on IFC for five years uh, called The Whitest Kids You Know. And personally, they're my favorite sketch comedy group. And almost all of their sketches can be found on YouTube and are easily, you know, found. And they're fantastic. I enjoyed it. It was super nostalgic for me because it was like college years. Uh, but yeah, I, I, there, there's tons of hilarious clips out there. And if you've never checked it out, I, I recommend. Nice. Uh, Josh, do you have anything? You know, I, I might have brought this up before, but like it's worth mentioning more than once that there's a an app that I, I think it's a pretty popular app. It's called Calm, C-A-L-M. And I've been using that quite a bit and I really like it. Like I feel like it has improved my quality of life. So well, what does it do? <laughs> like I he, no, he's it. talked about this before. That's hilarious that you don't remember, and I think it's awesome that you're bringing it up again because it really does show that you've been using it. Really, I, I remember him. I remember him bringing up a running app, but I don't remember. Yeah. I, maybe I'm misremembering, but I could have sworn you brought it up before. Nonetheless, go ahead, Josh. I use it for like guided meditation, and they're pretty quick, usually like ten minutes. Nice. I'm I enjoy it. What if What if someone's never done meditation ever? Will it work? Like, that would be perfect. Okay. It would be perfect. Like, oh, yeah. Why don't you try that yeah. out? Why don't you try that out? Yeah, I've tried it. It's actually good. It is, if you can embrace it and, like, really sink into those thoughts, it's it's really good. I've tried it before. You've tried it, so you haven't stuck with it, Jordan. <sighs> nah, I couldn't, couldn't stick with it. But it, it is good, though, if you're, like, struggling to think about things or need to take a moment or whatever. It is It is really good for people, and I've heard a lot of good things about it. Gotcha. Gotcha. We won't let you knock it too much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Got to give Josh some positive feedback yeah, I mean, at some point. At some point. <laughs> this, this is the place to do it. This is place I've been all it. over him. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know you came on here with that intention. Don't act like, you know, this is, this is just random. You came on here to oh, I got to trash my league mate, man. Yeah. I got to crush his confidence. So he <laughs> makes un- irrational decisions during the draft. Don't, don't worry. I'm already doing that for him in the chat right here. <laughs> yeah, he does it non. Adam does it nonstop. It's pretty hilarious. And then, All right. Josh and I just don't see eye to eye on player evaluations <laughs> or 
fantasy it's football. Better that but that's way, how honestly. this, you know, that's how Sometimes this makes a good do. podcast. Not always. It's yeah. true. It does align occasionally. Yeah. Like like stacking Cam Newton with Julian Edelman. Thank you. Yeah. Gosh. Hell yeah. <laughs> Why not? Exactly. Um, Jordan, I'll, I'll give you a, te- a second because we don't prep you for this kind of stuff. So if you have some, just I'll give you a, mo- a little bit here. Uh, the only thing I want to shout out is um, Pop Smoke's new album that came out, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. Uh, Pop Smoke, for anyone who doesn't know him, was a rapper. He was unfortunately murdered uh, when he was visiting California. Um, his album, his first ever album, official album came out. Uh, they still created it and finished it after he left, after he passed. Um, and so I want people to go ahead and support that. Uh, a lot of artists these days are dying young for bunch of different ridiculous reasons and it's sad and it's unfortunate um so we're losing a lot of legends before their time before they can create all the content you guys know i love content these guys are creators and it sucks that you know he's been taken from us but the music still should live on it's a good album um surprisingly i I didn't have a lot of faith i don't have a lot of faith in albums when artists pass away during making the album um but this one was done really well so um shout out to that album pop smoke shoot for the stars aim for the moon go stream that bitch as soon as you can as much as you can uh, because it still supports the family and his legacy. Um, so do that. Um, all right, Jordan, do you have anything you want to share today, man? You still have a chance to plug your stuff, so it's not you don't have to do that here. Um, but just anything that you – it could be a device, something you heard, someone told you. It could be a product, whatever you want. This is your opportunity to, to share that with us. I would, I would just say if you don't listen to Black, I would heavily suggest you go to listen to Six Piece Hot. Oh, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm going to get to it. What? I haven't listened to Bro. it yet, man. Oh gonna get to God. it gonna get to it man it's 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 good it's real good speaking of difference in our opinions me and jordan have fought in the dms about music this guy or even in twitter i think yes. yeah, i respect your opinion about music so i'll take it from <laughs> you but i i need you to listen to six piece hot i need the listeners to listen to it it's it's a it's a really good album and it's, it's just this ep six tracks it's quick um it's not better than his second album but it's for an ep it's pretty good all right I definitely, I'll, I'll check I'd it out for so. sure. I have to get around to it. Is it more like, is it more slow or is it faster so? Mm, bit of both. both? Okay. Bit of both. He probably sings on four songs, raps on two. Gotcha. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's he's, you know him. He's he's a fusion guy. So it's like hard to know if he's yeah. rapping or if he's singing. He's always doing different He's shit. like his own his own thing almost. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to check that out. I have to get around to it. I seen he was dropping it. I didn't get to it yet. Um, so yeah, damn. Two music recommendations right there. An app, and what was your thing, Adam? A TV show? <laughs> Already forgot. Yeah. <laughs> TV show. You know what's so funny is when we talk about these things, since they're not on like any kind of show note or anything, when I'm writing the descriptions, I always fucking forget what we talked about. And I'm like, damn, do I have to play that all over again just to find out what we said? Um, so yeah, so uh, awesome. Those are great things to share. Hopefully, everyone is taking note of those things. I definitely want to check out this app and that album and uh, Adam's show. We'll see. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> All right, Jordan, we appreciate you for joining us today, man. We appreciate you hanging with us. I know it was a little late. I, I don't appreciate him. <laughs> that's okay josh you don't have to that's <laughs> cool I, I i i'm okay with that listen josh do you guys remember last week when uh i and a league mate in the scott fishbowl were on the podcast together yes. and this didn't happen yeah you guys you gotta embrace each other yeah we had chris allen on last week and chris and i are drafting right next to each other <laughs> yeah we had chris allen on last week and this did not happen jordan so I don't know. I know. I had to. I listened to it. I was like, oh, man, that's so boring. <laughs> They're always agreeing. But like, it's, it's a good podcast. But Chris, Chris, honestly, he does good shit. So yeah, that's does. why I wanted to listen to that one. And obviously, I listened to pod anyway. So it was it was a good match for me, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like, so I had to come on. You no, know, 
what an endorsement. It was a boring episode, you know? Definitely an endorsement. No, it's just when you... <laughs> I know what you mean. I, you got to have a bit of conflict. I know what you mean. It, I know what it you makes mean. for better conversation. I think we did more than enough of that today. And uh, we definitely covered for last week and this week. Um, Jordan, though, let the listeners know where they can find you, man, as far as on social media. Don't leave out the Instagram either, man. You started that Instagram up. Tell them the Instagram. Tell them where to find your articles, the shows, everything you guys are doing. Bro, fuck that Instagram, man. I've been slacking. <laughs> it's, hard listen, it's hard to do. It's hard It'll remind him that I haven't posted on the Instagram enough. Okay, so let's run it down. So you got Destination Devi on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Follow them all. Check them all out. I do a show every Friday on wide receivers. Um, I'm doing buys and sells right now. Ray does usually a show every Monday. And then his Fade the Noise show will usually come out on Wednesday. That I don't know when it's starting for sure. But that I think is going to come out in the next week or two. Um, Fade the Noise launches tomorrow. So definitely go check out their website. They have a crazy uh, new calculator tool um, for all their different parlay bets. It literally calculates if you want to bet on the Chiefs, the Lions, the Colts, how much money you're going to make when you put it in, and also where to place your bet. It's like the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. And then check out the video because I made it and say it's dope. Let let Brad Evans know when he tweets it out <laughs> that that video is the greatest video you've ever seen. Um, yeah, and if you do sign up, use our promo code. It's all gas. Um, and then obviously check out the YouTube. And if you want even more of me and Ray, if you guys love Ray and I'm just you're listening because you like Ray <laughs> and you want to know more about him, it check was out closer the Patreon. before the show than it is now. <laughs> it's funny man i i thought being so close to ray people would reach out to me more and they really don't you know like people are always i feel like people are always trying to get access to ray about shit and they don't think to ask me because i don't know they just don't but i mean i don't mind because they leave my ass alone so (laughs) but yeah like honestly just check everything out if you want to go to the patreon uh patreon.com forward slash all gas we have debbie ranks cornerstone ranks if you aren't familiar with those, they're rookies, uh, next up, Devi prospects, and then, uh, what is it, sophomores as well. So it's kind of a mix of all the young talent in the league and how to value those guys going forward. Um, we do we have a new Campus Canton League. There's other Campus Canton Leagues that are starting up. Um, it's We call it the squad. It's like this awesome, awesome community that we have on Discord and Patreon. Definitely go join that if you want to check that out. Obviously, check out the YouTube stuff. Check out all the Fade the Noise stuff that those guys are doing. It's like an amazing team and it's only getting bigger and better. And uh, I'm thrilled to be a part of that. Definitely check out all that stuff. If you're into betting, like that's if you're into sports betting in any facet, DFS or lines or parlay or whatever, you you seriously need to check them out because they're gonna be massive. Yeah, I mean, check them out. I think they have hired everybody in the industry except us. Um so check out <laughs> Dude, Fade the Noise. <laughs> that I'm in that Slack now. Woo, man, it's it's loaded. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like every day, every hour. And it's not. And it hasn't been – it's like they haven't announced everybody yet. Yeah. So there's there's still more to come. Um, there's still a lot of things that needs to happen with that. But it launches on the 7th. So it'll be out by the time you guys hear this podcast. So definitely check out the website. Um, there's going to be crazy, crazy stuff on there. And and I, I'm really excited for it. I'm hoping to get more involved with that. And I love like all the people there. Like Derek Brown was one of the ones who who I lo- who I uh, talked to quite a bit. And he's, he's awesome. We, we're probably going to end up doing a show for them at some point, I bet. <laughs> Cause we talk quite a bit too. And it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. So I'm hoping to be everywhere. You're going to hopefully see me everywhere. Hopefully more than Ray. I guess we'll see. You never know. Um, But you know, we just, we're just two guys that just fucking work, man. That's it. I would, anyone who listens to his stuff or for some reason listens to my my stuff and your guys stuff, like it's just, you got to fucking work or you're not going to get to where you want to be. It's just, 
keep grinding, keep doing everything you ought to do. If you want to write articles, like write articles. And if you don't like writing articles, find something else you can do to provide the community because there is a lot of things that are untapped, at least from my perspective, that can be done. Like we get a lot of love on our YouTube channel and it's because people don't do it. They just don't make videos. They don't know how. And it's, I'm completely self-taught. Anyone who thinks I went to school for this or learned, like, no, like I completely learned it all myself. Um, it's all just YouTube and trying new things and expanding your horizons. That's, that's all this is. And it's all it's been for anybody. It's just work. Yeah. As, as important as the Scott Fishbowl talk and all that has been, that I think is an important message. What you've done, how far you've gotten, Ray, everybody. And I mean, you said they haven't hired everybody. They haven't finished everybody FTN. So I guess my contract is still in the works. I understand. Elliot, get that thing rolling, buddy. Mine too. Don't worry. Yeah. Tell Elliot, Chris, man, he needs to come back on the show and just hand the contracts out already, man. Let's, let's sign him right I'll on. text them. Don't worry. I yeah. got you. Send a text, man. I'll DM him. You text him. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Um, other than that, what was the Twitter? Your Twitter? It's Destination Debbie. My Twitter is at Rich. Um, you if you want to hit me up. You definitely uh, want to follow me. Yeah. Follow me. I, I, I post some pretty cool stuff, honestly. I'm, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't tweet a lot, but when I do, you know, it's probably Faith and Noise promo right now because I'm promoing all their shit. Um, or a YouTube video we just dropped or, you know, a nugget here or there, or a Devi film or honestly a bit, a bit of everything. Music sometimes. It's just if you if you if you vibe with my personality, you'll love my Twitter. It's right. just what it comes down to. Follow Jordan. Stop bullshitting. Ray's got enough love. FTN's got On, enough yo, love. Seriously. Man, Follow Jordan. Me Follow him Follow right me. now. Enough of the bullshit, everybody. Jeez. While you're at it, our Josh here can be found at JC Crocker. He's better on Twitter than he is on intros. Adam can, be, Adam can be found at the other <laughs> FF guy. You can find me at Clock Dodgers, Instagram, Twitter, all those good places. Please subscribe to the podcast. Leave reviews. I think we're actually at 99 reviews. I could be wrong. But like we need to get get them to hundred. Come on, right? Like a hundred. That'd be fucking nice, do it, man. It's a nice monumental number to see. It's a nice clean number, and so that's all we're asking for. Just hit that. Give me the hundredth review. Be the hundredth review. Be be. Let's say need. something nice about me. Um, Josh is amazing. Biggest critique of Josh in in the hundredth review. <laughs> yeah. How can he improve his? How can he improve his confidence? That that's what we need. We need inspiration. <laughs> we need inspiration. Josh is, Josh is like, you know, a piece of coal and you just want to wipe him off and find a diamond. You oh, know what I mean? So, well, I don't think that's how that metaphor is supposed to go. Yeah, that's, I, I, you need to learn where, where carbon comes from. I mean, you need to put it like under intense <laughs> uh, pressure. Is it pressure applied to coal? It's a lot of pressure. Heat and pressure. No, apparently uh, we just like the thing you can edit the podcast. Pressure applied <laughs> makes diamonds. All right. We there need we go. need a pressure applied in the fucking reviews on Josh, okay? There you go. Thank you. I tried to. Okay. You guys know That's what I meant by brush it nicely off. Nicely done. I, brush it <laughs> off brush was it a off. nice. Listen, when someone has confidence in issues, you say brush it off. You don't say apply pressure. All right. It's not a diamond already. You don't just wipe the dirt off. But it. that's how we're talking about Josh. You, you got to start baby steps, okay? No. Come on, man. All you do is you just you, you dig, you find a diamond, you dust it off, and now you got yourself a diamond. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out, so keep the jokes flying, This conversation buddy. makes lots of sense. Josh is a diamond that's a piece of coal that needs to be dusted off. Other than that, leave reviews, subscribe. We love you guys. We appreciate the support. We appreciate Jordan. He's fucking awesome. He creates a lot of great content. You should follow him and talk to him and show him love. As always, be kind, be great, keep dodging.